Hello, and welcome to the Think Courageously podcast. My name is Deb Cummins-Delato, and I am so excited to be here today and launching this brand new initiative for a brand new year and, of course, a brand new decade. I am a certified life coach and decided that this podcast was probably the most important thing that I could do for other women who are looking for the courage to make a pivot so that they can live their most inspired and most ignited life. Throughout this podcast, I will be addressing some pretty important things that we can all relate to. Uh, One is defining success. What does defining success mean to you? Is it something that you've struggled with over time as you've been on your own journey? So we'll talk about that and we'll talk about the continuous expectations we have on ourselves around success and that we sometimes think other people have on us around success. We will also be exploring the whole concept of courage. What is courage? Why is courage different than bravery? Why is courage different than grit? Uh, how to find your own courage, and then how to live a life of courage. And then also how to make pivots. And I love the word pivots, and I've chosen the word pivots for this podcast because I think it allows for all of us to have the freedom to make ongoing changes. They don't all have to be colossally huge changes and pivots, but just the pivots that will get us to where we need to again, live our best life. The reason I created this podcast is that I really wanted to inspire you to ignite your potential. And I know that sounds really cliche, but I really believe in finding the purpose in ourselves to create the life that we desire. And I've always been told that I'm pretty good at igniting people's potential. And I love to work with people in a coaching context around this concept. So I wanted to help you to ignite your potential. I also wanted to help you find your spark. Like, What is your spark? What gets you excited about life? What will a purposeful life look like for you? And that's a little bit different than inspiring you. It's really helping you to identify those things that um, define you. And once you're able to define you, then I'm super excited to help you on your journey to share your sparkle and to find uh, how that sparkle can ignite others and their potential and help them find their spark. So you kind of get the idea here. It's throwing a pebble into a pond And my role is the pebble and you are all in the pond and hopefully we will create some amazing ripples together. Um, So that's a little bit about the why. Um, I also want to inspire you because I've walked the journey of creating lots of little messes. I don't know if this resonates with you, but as I look back upon my 57 years of living, I sometimes am amazed at all the chaos that I know I've created in different parts of my life or what I like to call the cleanup on aisle nine issues that I've created in my life. 
And so I wanted to inspire you to hear my story and hopefully to connect with you about my story so that you can see that each one of these little messes and cleanups on aisle nine have a nugget of learning and opportunity in them. Um, it can be really scary to share this story with you. People generally who meet me live find me to be uh, such a positive, enthusiastic, inspiring person. And I am all of those things. And I've also made some choices that have been really tough along the way. Some of my choices have not always been good ones. And I'm going to be really candid about that here. Um, but I'm really hoping that within these stories, you'll find a piece of yourself and an inspiration for yourself as well. I also hope that you literally find power uh, in these story nuggets. And the word power for women is just an interesting word. Uh, I remember really specifically showing up at a meeting probably about six years ago with other professional women and people saying, wow, like, yeah, describing me as being powerful. And I thought that was really weird and I didn't own it. But as I started to work through that and own the word power, some amazing things have happened for me. So I really want to inspire you to find uh, your power and your superpowers. And each episode, I'm also going to share tips with you for living a more courageous life. So I'm super excited about the why behind this and hope that it resonates with you and hope that you can say to yourself like, oh yeah, I, I've had to do this or yeah, I felt this way as well and that it connects with you on that level. So you might be wondering, am I in the right place? Should I be listening to this podcast? Should I subscribe to this podcast? And obviously I'm hoping you say, yes, of course, hell yes, I should be here. But the who for this podcast, I wanted to clarify is it's a podcast for successful women wanting the courage to make pivots so that they can live their best life. Okay, obviously this means you should be here because what woman doesn't want to live their best life? And I'm excited to be the person to help you take you on this journey. I thought I'd start today uh, by really giving you three pieces of my story that will share a perspective on what this podcast is all about. And they're pretty big, I'm going to call them rocks in my story. We talked about pebbles and I'm going to talk about the big rocks that have defined my life in a variety of ways. The first big rock is um, the pivot rock called my first divorce. And um, I met my first husband when I was in college, fell totally head over heels in love with him. Um, he went on to go to medical school and I followed him to get my master's degree. We got married and he became a medical resident. Pretty soon after we got married, um, we tried having a baby and I had a lot of trouble getting pregnant. Um, and we finally did get pregnant and he was in a surgical residency that lasted for five years. And so my daughter, Allie was born, uh, during his residency 
And I started to feel really unhappy and disconnected in my life. And it was quite a challenging time for me. I was a new mom and I had a husband that was never home. And I learned that what I wanted in terms of emotional intimacy was different than what he might have wanted from emotional intimacy. And so uh, we decided to separate and ultimately get divorced. And I know for my daughter, this still continues to be painful for all the reasons in the world that parents never want to get divorced. Um, My daughter was two and a half or three at the time. And so I was divorced with a very young child. And so that's the first big nugget uh, of a story in my life. The lessons I learned from that story or from that time in my life, I was uh, around in my, in my mid thirties when that happened, actually 31, when we got divorced, um, was that for me, emotional intimacy was a core value for me. And if I couldn't have that with my husband, then I needed to make a change. And that really also came down to what my values were around marriage and what I hoped a marriage would look like for myself. And I I really wanted someone to be on this journey of life with me in a different way than my ex-husband was able to. And I don't know how many of you have been here before, but this was an incredibly hard decision for me. And it was also one that was filled with a lot of judgment from people in my life. I, again, had met my husband while he was in medical school. I went through medical school with him. I went through residency with him. And we got divorced after basically two years of his being in practice. And so much self-doubt and so much uh, judgment for myself and judgment by other people on this particular decision. So if this is something that resonates with you, taking a huge risk and and being really afraid of what others are going to think, then we're going to talk much more about that in the episodes to come. So um, the second piece of this uh, Big Rock story that I wanted to share with you as we start this journey um, is kind of the biggest mistake I ever made uh, in my life, which was marrying my second husband, who um, was an incredibly good-looking, charming man. Um, And I married him fairly quickly after getting divorced. And he swept me off my feet, uh, totally swept me off my feet. And and quite honestly, I thought that he was everything that my first husband wasn't. And as my story unfolds through this podcast, you'll hear a lot of the reasons why this was a really bad choice. But um, the lesson or the pivot that I had to make here was to make a decision to get divorced for a second time before I was 40. And man, I will tell you that was one of the hardest decisions that I ever made. Um, I had to really make a public announcement about a really bad relationship and really how I felt as a massive failure about this relationship with my family in particular. Um, 
kind of interestingly, all of this came at about the same time as September 11th. Um, I grew up in New Jersey. I grew up about 20 minutes from the George Washington Bridge. And even though I wasn't living in New Jersey at the time of 9-11, I was profoundly impacted by what happened on 9-11. My mom was still living in New Jersey. And I so vividly remember the moment of watching the planes uh, go into the tower, wondering where you might have been. And for most people, I think this is a, a pretty clear memory of this and, and how you might have been feeling. But I actually was home with my daughter. She had a scarlet fever and we were watching our morning friends, you know, our morning friends, Matt Lauer, um, and on the Today Show, and we watched the planes. And I remember the feeling literally just coming over me about my own mortality. And I'm sure some of you can recall a time like this in your own life, but I realized how much I was tolerating in my life at that time. I had a job that was okay. And I had a husband, a second husband, who was really horrible. And I had a great sense of my own mortality after 9-11. And um, I really wanted to find happiness for myself. And I really wanted to create a healthy family for my daughter, even if it looked like a different kind of family. So after 9-11, I made the decision to leave. um, We call him Control-Alt-Delete. So I made the decision to leave Control-Alt-Delete and move home to my mom's house in New Jersey. And here I was, a woman with a master's degree, uh, a woman who had been really successful in the early part of her career going home. And I actually free-falled on this, uh, just decided, oh yeah, I can go home, I can create my own business, and I'll just do what it takes to make that business happen. No plan, and let me say that again, no plan. Have you ever done something that's so crazy without a safety net? Well, I did have a safety net, and her name was Elle, and she was my mom, and uh, she was happy to have Allie and I home with her. Uh, But I did what I had to do during that time to survive and to restart and regroup. Uh, One of those things was I worked at Talbot's and um, I was really good at sales. I learned that I was really good at sales. And of course, I was really good with anything having to do with clothes. So I worked with Talbot's as I started to build my first business, which was called Insights Consulting. But what I learned, the real nugget in this uh, story was, well, there are a couple of lessons to be learned. One is that it is freaking hard to make a second mistake, a second really colossal life mistake. And it's really hard to admit when you've really demonstrated poor judgment and that um, you've tolerated behavior that you would never want for your own child. The second one is is that... uh, Sometimes you just have to take a risk because your life literally depends on it. And the third lesson in this is that I learned about what I have come to describe as a baggage exchange. So I left the baggage of this 
very terrible second marriage. And I acquired new baggage by moving home to my mom's house. Um, you will learn some pretty big things about my mom as you listen to this podcast, but um, I traded my ex-husband for my mom in terms of baggage. And uh, it's been a pretty significant part of my journey thus far. And the third pivot, big rock change that I wanted to share with you was uh, my decision to take a job at Habitat for Humanity as the Director of Corporate uh, Development. And this may seem in the context of these first two rocks to be not that big of a change, but I was completely unprepared to be an executive director of a nonprofit. Uh, I had spent a lot of time in my career in higher education and had made it pretty high up in the student affairs uh, chain of command in the jobs that I had taken. And uh, I was feeling much better about my myself and my life at this point. I actually had met my amazing husband, Fred, um, my third marriage during this period. And I'd been working at another job that wasn't really satisfying me. Somebody through networking had said that there was a job open at Habitat for Humanity. And um, it was in development, which I had done some of in the educational setting. And I said to myself, you know, sure, I can do this. And there have been a lot of times throughout my career where I've just given an opportunity a try without knowing if I would be successful or not. Um, Has something like this ever happened to you where you just have gone for it and have said, sure, why not? You know, I really have nothing to lose. And that was my philosophy going into this job. So I took this corporate development job and within six months, I had become the interim executive director of Habitat. And I'm just going to say that it was professionally the scariest, scariest thing that I ever did. And many women that I know experience imposter syndrome. And this was a time in my life that imposter syndrome was like, bang, 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 ding, 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 ding. I was experiencing imposter syndrome every day. And um, my favorite story about this imposter syndrome was pretty pretty soon into my tenure as the executive director, I went to a Habitat uh, regional conference and I met somebody who had worked with our affiliate uh, prior to my arrival. And I must have looked like a freaking deer in headlights because he said to me, uh, do you want to grab a cup of coffee? And at that moment, I almost became a human puddle on the ground of tears and crying and feeling completely, completely like I had no idea what I was doing. Um, But I decided to be authentic uh, with this friend. His name is Dwayne and asked for some help. And uh, that was a major, major lesson in this journey that there was a lot of help and there were a lot of things that I didn't know about. And being my authentic self and asking for assistance was a major part and continues to be a major part in my growth and and my reach um, for living my best life. I surrounded myself literally with the best people possible and um, we took a journey together. And so that was a massive, 
massive pivot for me, taking on something that I knew I didn't have the academic acumen for, but I decided that I wanted to give a try anyway. And I literally woke up every day thinking like, when is somebody going to figure out that I don't know the answer? Um, But I learned and I grew and we became an incredible uh, organization over the almost seven years that I was there. And so where are we now? And I'm going to just give you a quick summary of that, which is that um, in September of 2018, um, I was getting up and getting ready and actually had left my job at Habitat, which will be a story for another day, but was getting ready to celebrate uh, the second day of a Jewish holiday with my mom and um had celebrated the night before with her and she was going to be coming to our house uh, for dinner. And I hadn't been myself the the night before and um, wanted to apologize to my mom for not being myself, as I do often over apologize. I don't know, probably something some of you might have experienced in your life. So I uh, kept texting her and calling her and she didn't answer the phone. She didn't respond to a text. And I was getting really pissed off because this had happened before um, where she had dropped her phone or broken her phone or something had happened. But that day, um, that morning, I decided I was getting really a little too worried. And I went to her house and um, remember remember this so clearly, I'm sure I'll never forget it, but opened the door to her house and found her dogs um, and started calling her name and started walking all over the house and uh, eventually um, decided that the gate to the downstairs of the house was open and I needed to look there. And as I headed downstairs, um, calling her name, the first thing I saw was a trail of napkins and then uh, blood, a big blood stain at the bottom of the stairs. And there was my beautiful mother at the bottom of the stairs, um, face down. She was alive. Um, But I knew it wasn't good. And I should say that my mom was the healthiest person, both mentally and physically that I knew. And just so to see your mom in this condition was um, literally the worst, the worst moment of my life. And um, within, literally within um, 24 hours, I had lost her. I had lost my rock, my, um, my best friend in life. So, okay, I'm going to get it together now. I didn't know uh, how this was going to go. And it's scary to be really raw with this, but it's important. And I know many of you have had stories that have shaken you to your core. And this is my story that has shaken me to my core. And it was after her passing that I decided to do something that I had set out to do, which was to become a life coach and to pursue my higher purpose. And um, I, during this time, during um, the months after her grief, I sought counseling and my grief counselor told me that as much as you lose 
in grief, you also gain something. And what I gained um, with the loss of my mother was the freedom to share my stories and to inspire other women. So that's why we're here. And so hopefully, um, as we come to the end of this first episode, um, you've realized or I've set out um, a platform for you to, to get a sense of what this podcast will be about, which is that we all have moments in our lives that create opportunities for growth and learning and for courage and that we need to be able to find the opportunities for growth in those stories and to find the courage to tell our stories and to share them with other women so that they can uh, maybe be inspired to live the life that they dream of living. So I am super excited to go on this journey um, with all of you as I share my story. Uh, my plan is once a month to have um, a guest on the story who will also talk about pivots, but at least for the first six months or so, the stories will be similar uh, to these stories with little nuggets in them and uh, little high-end learnings like in the story there's a nugget and I want to share the nugget so that you can feel inspired by the nugget and you can feel empowered by the nugget and instead of feeling like you're trapped in your story you can feel this like incredible freedom that comes with sharing your story and being real and open and honest so I hope you're excited um, about finding me about finding this podcast I hope that you'll subscribe to the podcast and I hope also that you'll start to follow me uh, on Facebook at Think Courageously. Um, once you come into the Think Courageously community uh, or Facebook page, I'll invite you into the Think Courageously community where we will be sharing each other's stories, where I welcome other women to share their stories. So I, again, welcome you to the Think Courageously podcast. I I'm excited about this journey and I really am committed to supporting other women in finding the courage to make the pivots necessary in their life to live the most amazing life possible. Thanks for being here and thanks for thinking courageously.